Welcome to Daily Devotion with Ken Gurley. Devotions designed to inspire you on your daily walk with God. Each day we walk through the vital principles of the abundant life. Our Lord can do above and beyond all we ask or think. Here's your host, Ken Gurley. God knows how to thread the needle. That's the subject on my heart today. For with God, nothing will be impossible. That's what heaven told Mary at the opening of Luke's gospel. And that may be what you and I need to hear during this season of our lives, that nothing, absolutely nothing is impossible for God. Hello, I'm Ken Gurley, and this week on Daily Devotions, we're looking at the greatness of God and what that means in our daily lives. Thank you for being with us, and thank you for being a part of this. Jesus once told a rich young man, it's easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for a rich man to enter the kingdom of God. Jesus watched as the rich young man left his presence. He probably shook his head sadly, watching the man leave, for he had just told the man to give up everything he had and to follow after him. But here Jesus reveals a great truth. The more people have to leave behind, the harder it is for them to follow after him. It would be easier, he said, for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for this rich man to give it all up and to follow after him. What is the eye of the needle in this setting? Some scholars say it's the narrow mountain pass through which camels only passed through with great difficulty that Jesus had in mind. Others say that the eye of the needle was a small door fixed in a larger gate that opened after dark that camels would have to kneel to get through. Still others say that the word for camel resembles the word rope, so that Jesus was saying rather than a camel going through the eye of a needle, he meant to say a rope going through the eye of the needle. But the word used for needle is just that, a sewing needle. And so Jesus clearly meant how difficult it would be for the largest animal known in Palestine, a camel, to pass through the smallest opening known at that time, and that would be the eye of a needle. The impossibility of it all is seen in the disciples' reaction. They were astonished because they knew this simply was not humanly possible. I'm afraid we're more easily affected by our surroundings than we imagine. That circumstance often dictates choice. That conditions control the paths of our feet. We're always looking for the shortest path between two points and the easiest one at that. We cling to the humanly possible. We can't see the possibility of a camel trotting through the eye of a needle, so we discard it. We only relate to the probable and to the possible. The greatest threat, I believe, to the godly today is not found from without. It's found from within. There is an inner threat, an interior flaw that says, I can't. And we stop right there. If it isn't possible with our own arm of the flesh, then we discard it. We do not readily journey into the realm of, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. We laugh like Sarah and say it's impossible. But God asks, is anything too hard for me? We shake our heads in dismay like the dispirited Israelites who saw giants in the promised land. 
We believe that God won't fight for us. Or like that rich young ruler, we walk away sorrowfully when we find something beyond our ability. We simply say, I can't. In a sense, that is true. We can't. But it's only partly true. For what we can't do, God can do. God knows how to thread the needle. We Americans are pragmatic, practical. If something works, we believe it. If something doesn't seem to work the way we think it should, we reject it. This is why Americans, indeed the Western mind, have great difficulty with God. God just doesn't work like we think he should. And consequently, we focus only on what is possible, what is doable, what is humanly achievable. And the possibilities before us, the opportunities within our reach, are the only things that interest us because it's the only thing that we can control. We cling to what is humanly possible. We determine our actions based on the resources we have within us. But oh, isn't it blessed to learn that God performs the humanly impossible? When Jesus said that it's easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than a rich man to be saved, the disciples were anguished. This young man had obeyed the commandments and he wanted to follow Jesus. How could anyone be saved? But Jesus didn't stop there. He said, with men, this is impossible. With God, all things are possible. With men, the camel will never go through the eye of a needle. But with God, what a camel can't get through, God can get through because God knows how to thread the needle. We see the greatness of God all around us. Look at our world, our earth. Its size is perfect. Its size and gravity allows a protective atmosphere to envelop it. Extending only 50 miles above the earth, the atmosphere sustains life. If earth was a smaller planet like Mercury, it wouldn't be possible. If earth was larger like Jupiter, its atmosphere would be mostly hydrogen. But our earth, its distance from the sun is perfect. The temperatures on our planet go from 30 below zero to 120 degrees. Any further from the sun, we would freeze. Any closer, we would burn up. A fractional variance of our Earth's position to the sun and life would be impossible. What about our moon? It's the right size and distance from the Earth. It creates the important ocean tides so that waters do not stagnate. Yet it isn't so strong so that it would push our oceans across the continent. Our water, not yet found as it is here on other planets. Our Earth's surface is 70% water. Our bodies are two-thirds water. It's the universal solvent. It's chemically inert. It has unique surface tension that allows water to flow upward against gravity, bringing life to the top of the tallest of trees. It freezes from the top down, allowing fish to live in the water. Most of our Earth's water is in the ocean salt water. But through hydrology, a process described in the oldest book of the Bible, salt water becomes fresh water and ascends and rains down upon us. Who is man that God is so mindful of us? Who is the God that cares so much about us? 
He's the Lord God Almighty. He's the God who knows how to thread the needle. It could have been called Big Egypt Little Moses. That's what the episode could have been called. Egypt, the most advanced civilization of its day, home to ancient wonders of the world, powerful pharaohs, spectacular monuments, rich history. How did Israel stand a chance? She groaned in captivity. She cried out to the Lord for an answer. Hush, Israel, don't cry. Your answer is coming. Where and how? Is it a massive army from afar? No, the opening for deliverance is in a tiny ark floating amongst the bulrushes. Impossible. Yes, but God is about to thread the needle. What about Saul? King Saul, don't be afraid. Goliath may seem an impossible foe. He's taller by far than anyone else, maybe 10 feet tall. His helmet and leggings are of bronze. His armor weighs a couple hundred pounds. His bronze javelin has a 25-foot iron tip. His shield looks like a wall. But his speech hurt most of all. Twice a day for 40 days, Goliath ridiculed Israel. Impossibility kept them hiding in their trenches, saying it's not possible. It's not possible. But God had other plans. He had a shepherd boy with a great love for God, a shepherd boy who had seen God come through time and again. A lion and a bear were downed and skinned and nailed proverbially to David's wall. David knew the power of God. He knew the Lord of the impossible. With nothing but a sling and a stone, David runs into the field, for a man's impossibility becomes God's starting point. There a giant would fall, and there a great victory was won. An army came home safe and sound, and it was all wrapped up in a tiny shepherd boy with a sling, who had enough faith in a powerful God to bring down a big giant. How did it happen? God knows how to thread the needle. It's the delight of God to take the small things, the unceremonial things, the inconsequential things in our lives and to transform them as vehicles of deliverance. A lunch became a banquet in the Lord's hands. A mustard seed becomes a tree by faith. A little hope becomes the anchor of the soul. A little faith becomes a mountain. God knows how to thread the needle. I think in this season of our life and in our world, we need to free ourselves to trust again in the limitless God. It's easy to trust when there's money in the bank. It's easy to trust when everything's going well. But when the opening gets small and the problem looms large, it gets tough. It gets tough to trust God when you're diagnosed with a terminal illness. It gets hard to trust God when there's too much month left at the end of the paycheck. and You have a prodigal in your family. You get a call from a local jail or another call from a neighboring state 
saying your spouse is not coming back. It's hard to trust God when you've lost material possession and times are tough and everything seems to be falling in on you and you perhaps have lost your job, your security seems threatened. It's hard to trust in God. But I hear the words of Jesus saying, with humans, it's impossible. But with God, all things are possible to them that believe. That we should believe again, trust again, become like a child again, with that simple childlike faith. Approach the Lord and say, I believe in you. I don't believe that I can in my own flesh do it, but you, Lord, through your spirit, can. So I have to ask you today, do you feel like you're facing something impossible? Is there a situation in your life that you don't think can be resolved? A relationship that went south, a dilemma that has no adequate solution? Maybe you find yourself faced with an uncertain future. Perhaps there's a prodigal who has become so successful you think they'll never come home and you're wondering how, how is this all going to work out? In your humanity, it's impossible, but with God, it is possible. Learn from the mistake of that rich young ruler. He turned away from a task that was humanly impossible, but he forgot. He forgot something so incredibly valuable and powerful that only God knows how to thread the needle. He specializes in things we believe are impossible. God bless you today. Thank you for sharing in daily devotion with Ken Gurley. We pray this ministry has been a source of encouragement and strength to you. Please be mindful that your financial support enables us to meet with you each day. To give a donation or connect with us, visit our website at kengurley.com. There you will also find the latest books, podcasts, and resources. The book on prayer is Pastor Gurley's latest book. You can get your copy of this life-changing book at kengurley.com. May God's favor rest on you in every way until we meet again.